0: that's right ladies and gentlemen it is commissioner cooper and tonight we are in the city of angels let me talk to you it's time for some l a rams and it's time for tss fantasy
1: yeah
2: it worked for the rock and it's gonna work for me.
3: And you just got slandering.
1: That's what it
3: is! This court is a
0: It is Commissioner Cooper. Welcome to Sophistication Station.
2: I'm here to save fantasy roster. And it's time for
0: TSS Fantasy. Indeed, it is time for some TSS Fantasy. We are in L.A., my friend, covering these L.A. Rams. Let's welcome into the studio Justin Jesus Herrera.
2: Hey, Kamesh, give me that intro one more time. <laughs> give me that intro one more time. You no, like not that not this one, the pre-game intro. Give me that one more time. The the pre- what you mean the pre-game? Which one? Hey, we're ready for some
4: LA. Oh. Ra- come on, <laughs> you like come on that, give me that uh... one more time.
0: All oh, right, well, ready? let me talk to you. It's time for some LA Rams. Yeah. yeah! <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> gotta love it. Gotta bring the party. LA Rams time. One of my favorite rivals. It's mostly because I really don't have anybody to talk shit to, so I feel like I'm right the entire time. I'm like, yeah, you guys suck. Oh, L.A. Rampton? Oh, wait, no, there's nobody there. <laughs> no, I only kid, I only kid. And like I said on my tag right there, Sean McVay did sell his soul for a title, but it helped. Kyle Shanahan doesn't have a title, and Sean does, so I guess who's winning there, right? But, uh, man. yeah, man, super excited. Hopefully we can get Fred and Nick in here tonight.
0: Yeah, eventually they'll make their way in. That's okay. We got plenty of time to bring them in. Um, By the way, I'm just going to pre-call myself out. When when I do the Dr. Miller segment, I say L.A. Charger. Dumbass. Anyway, uh, look, Nick just popped in. Let's give yeah, him a it's quick. Okay. Most welcome. people
2: in LA don't know who's repping their team. You know. <laughs> oh boy. He's,
0: he's getting our guests fired up tonight. Let's welcome in Nick. You got Flattered Macaronis with some. Hey, I, love it. It.
3: I am in for Hollywood. All right, this is this is Rams country. This this, this evening, I am so excited. I am so excited because I just dropped twenty eight hundred bucks on my on my son's new Taekwondo membership. Nice congrats and Nick, you're about
0: the opposite as Hollywood as you can get. So oh, I know.
2: I
3: am what? I am as opposite
2: as Hollywood gets. But look at that bright yellow shirt. Look at that. Okay. Where did you find that out in the dad aisle in no. Walmart or something? Adidas, <laughs> I think I got it at
3: Ross at in and Thanks, uh, you me. know what? See you can find it. deals there, but I hope LA can cure its acres and pains. Uh, i Ooh, wait to see. That
0: was nice and smooth.
3: Okay, I like that. All right, well, listen,
0: don't forget. Look <laughs> hey, at that dad s- joke
2: right there. <laughs> it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs>
0: Listen, I'm the king kidding. of the dad joke, so I'm I'm with it. All right, well, don't forget, go to tssfantasy.com. We got all of our latest and greatest rankings up there, so go check that out if you're doing some drafts, getting into draft season. So go check that out today. I gotta really gotta update. I keep talking about it. I better do it because we're in draft season now. All right, let's also don't forget, go to our sponsors. Go to Underdog Fantasy promo code TSS we will double deposit up to one hundred dollars. Also, Jazz Sportsbook use the promo code TSS there as well lots of great promos there so check that out and if you're looking for some championship bling for your fantasy champion go to pro Am belts to got lots of great stuff bling bling all right fellas i'm gonna bid you adieu oh and before you go if you're watching before i forget hit the subscribe notification like comment little things stopping you from doing it Big thanks popping for us when you do. Fellas, adieu till the third round. Let's bring in the doc.
2: The link's been sent, Fred.
0: The doctor is in with everybody saying L.A. Chargers.
5: Let's get it on. Doc, what's on the house call? Let's get it on with Matthew Stafford first. So he played every regular season game as 10 of his 14 seasons, but he's starting to show some signs of aging. Incidentally, the Rams organization sees this, too, as they were trying to move him over the offseason. Last year, we spent a lot of time talking about his elbow. He had that ulnar collateral ligament, UCL Tommy John ligament issue. Then he missed the last seven games of the season with a spinal cord contusion. So they say father time is undefeated, right? And for the 35-year-old Stafford, I think his best days are behind him, unfortunately. We're going to go 80, percent of the bench. Moving to Cam Akers. We've talked about his 2021 training camp Achilles rupture and his crazy fast recovery a lot on this segment. Remember, he went on to play only five months after his Achilles repair. This was due to the internal brace surgical technique, which was popularized in that Tommy John ligament. We're going to talk more about this when we get to San Francisco, the repair was enhanced with some surgical tape that acts like a seatbelt to protect the repair. So after some drama last season, Akers should be the man this year. In season four, it's going to be his breakout season. Achilles is good to go. He's good to go. Forty percent of the bench for Cam Akers. And lastly, Cooper Cup, he missed some meaningful time last year, right? I think he played in just nine games due to a high ankle sprain that ended his season. Um, And then he had a tightrope procedure, which we've talked about extensively with Tua to help stabilize the the high ankle region. The original timeline was six to eight weeks. It looks like his recovery is progressing very nicely. We're going to include in the show notes a paper to show um, how recovery does progress after that tightrope procedure in rugby players. But the accelerated rehab protocols get people back on the field at 100% two months after. I don't expect that high ankle to limit him at all. We're going 40% of the bench for Cooper cup.
0: All right. I love it. Go to TSSFantasy.com. You can check out doc show notes there and it's LA Rams not chargers. How <laughs> to throw that in there while I mess myself up. All right, listen, it's, Hollywood time right we're getting to LA get those sunglasses on Nick we got to get our guest into the studio we'll talk about these LA Rams let me talk to you
6: our next stop on our summer tour we visit the city of angels it's (laughs) our next stop on our summer tour we visit the city of angels it's a star-studded affair for the Los Angeles Rams
0: Oh, it's star studded indeed. I want to make sure, my, my bad, Ryan, I make sure you're in. All right, let's welcome in first. Let's do ladies first. Alexis Kraft, welcome into the studio.
6: Thank you so much for having me.
0: We appreciate you being here. Laquan, he's not just the deal, he's the real deal, fantasy. Welcome into the studio, my friend.
4: Hey, what's going on, man? Thanks for the invite.
0: Uh, we appreciate you being here. Ryan, welcome in, my friend. We appreciate you coming in tonight.
7: What's up, Kamish? Thanks for having me. Excited to uh talk with everyone.
0: I love it. Let's bring it, let's bring it tonight. All right, we gotta start with a little bit of sadness, right? We're gonna start with last season. Ooh. Five and twelve last season, finished third in the NFC West. Offensively, points per game. 14th, not too shabby for a five and twelve team. we were 18.1 points per game, yards per game. You guys were 280 and a half, which is dead last though so the scoring was good that was that's kind of an anomaly there passing yards per game 182.8 which is 27th rush yards per game 97.7 which is 26 maybe that defense was putting some points on the board because defensively points per game 22.6 which is 20th in the league yards per game 341.1 which is 18th passing yards per game 226 allowed that's 21st in the league and then rush yards per game 13th in the league you're 105th all right let's go around the room laquan i'll go to you first give me last year three words or less and expand
4: on it for me uh what the freak (laughs) (laughs) you know like it just it just was bad that's all it was
0: (laughs) all right (laughs) that's all that's all there was we got a late uh entrance here george martin welcome into the studio friend
8: Oh, yeah. You could call me Jorge, too. Jorge, right, my bad. Better I'm looking. sorry. I should have had
0: your pregame. My bad. All right. Well, welcome in,
8: Jorge. Uh, appreciate oh. you coming in tonight. Oh, it's so good. Oh, and I get to see LQ again. We got to hang out at the Scott Fishbowl draft on Saturday. My man. How are hey, you? Man. Awesome. No.
0: Likes to bring those connections in. Absolutely. All right. Well, Jorge Laquan just laid it out for us perfectly. It was just horrible last year. We're going around the room. Alexis, I'm going to go to you next. Give me three words or less for last year and um, expand on that for me.
6: I don't remember uh, because I went to psychotherapy to black it out. So (laughs) I'm going it's going to be a challenge for me today to recall, but I don't remember.
0: All right. Heard that. Lorian. let's go to you next. Uh, give me three words or less on last season and expand on it for me.
7: Yeah, I would say below expectations. Uh, since the Rams, since Sean McVay, I should say, got hired, it's always kind of Super Bowl or bust for this team. Obviously, they have the all-in mantra, and last year was anything but that, especially after what they did the season prior. So below expectations. Nice. Jorge, not George, welcome in. Give me three words or
0: less on last year's Rams team and expand on it for me.
8: Uh, Well, I I think I have two sets of three words. One is Baker Mayfield started. um, (laughs) Who knew knew that was going to happen? And then offensive line injuries. I mean, to me, that – I was at the I was at the home opener, uh, really hyped to, to go see them, go see the Rams and get their rings and see the 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 banner go up, and I I just felt bad for Matthew Stafford immediately when he was just getting drilled, drilled, drilled. I, I forget how many times he got sacked that day, but oh, that was that that set the tone for the whole season. Yeah, yeah,
0: hundred hundred percent absolutely all right well I sadden us up a little to start we talked about what was let's talk about what is right so I was looking at this off season at far as free agency goes there wasn't a lot of marquee additions to the team. You did have some subtract- subtractions, obviously. Jalen Ramsey leaving, of course, going to America's team, the Miami Dolphins. Bobby Wagner, a uh, linebacker, he's gone as well. Leonard Floyd, your edge rusher, and Allen Robinson, well, no big loss there, is gone as well. Uh, some additions, though. Hunter Long, tight end america's team he's not too shabby fill in there i mean that was pretty much brett ripping i mean i didn't know what else to really look at i was looking at this offseason cut for you guys not a lot free agency wise draft round two steve avelia from tcu Edge rusher at Brian Young and from Tennessee in round three. Kobe Turner from Wake Forest, also in round three as well. Stetson Bennett, that's like a nice, like Western name uh, from Georgia in round four. Offensive tackle, Warren McClendon from Georgia as well. So a couple of Georgia guys. Um, tight end, Davis Allen from Clemson. Receiver, Boy, Puka Nakua from BYU. I hope I got that right. It's probably messed that up. Uh, round five, also edge rusher Nick Hampton from App State. Uh, round six, cornerback Ch- Travius Hodges Tomlinson from TCU. Uh, round six, Ochon Mathis from Nebraska. Uh, we got Zach Evans, running back, old Miss. You guys even got a punter, Ethan Evans from Wingate. Safety, Jason Taylor. Second from Oklahoma and and Ishawn Johnson uh from this toll or maybe Toledo. I got maybe I cut myself off there. Let's go around back around the room. We've talked about obviously the additions now to this team. Jorge, what do you say? Give me a prediction for this Rams team going into
8: 2023. Uh they're gonna need to. Keep up with uh, They're needing need to score some points. We're going to see a lot of Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup because um, they're the offensive line is still going to be rebuilding. I like the I like the addition of Steve Avila, um, but I, I think they're going to be a lot of short passes to Cooper Cup. I mean, the Cooper Cup, I'm very high on him for for fantasy this year because that defense, especially the secondary, is young, young, young. And I just I think they're going to be a lot of shootouts to to do that, trying to keep up. And Matt
0: Stafford going late in draft, so could Very be dream. one of those darlings we talk about later on in the season. Ryan, what say you, my friend? Give me a prediction for this Rams team this year.
7: Yeah, all the all the question marks are definitely on, on defense in that second year, like Jorge mentioned. Obviously, the offensive line coming back from a lot of injuries. You got Logan Bruss, they drafted two years ago. Well, he's sliding as a starter. But in reality, like with most teams, this team's going to go as far as Matthew Stafford can take them. And when you look at the NFC, you've got – very little star power at the quarterback position, so I mean, I think this team could surprise people. Now, are they a c- true contender? Probably not, but can they slide it into the playoffs with nine wins? We'll see potentially. So, as far as Matthew Stafford, if he can stay healthy, stay upright, um, and can you know surprise yeah. some people, it wouldn't shock me if they can win eight or nine games this year and, and kind of sneak into that that seventh spot in the playoffs. Nice. I love it. All right.
0: Some, uh, some, definitely some hype, some optimism, some like. optimism. Yeah, thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you, sir. Alexis, who looks like she's chilling at the party couch. What say you what's give me a prediction for this year?
6: <laughs> um, I agree with, you know, what everyone said so far. I think that the defense is going to be maybe a little shakier than we're used to coming from the Rams. Um, I think it's a very young defense. I think the secondary is going to be, Potentially a little scary to start off with, but I do like our young talent. So I think that we'll just see what happens there. But I also think everything starts and begins with the offensive line. I mean, if they can't protect Matthew Stafford, then the offense doesn't really have a chance. So I'm really hopeful that they can protect him um, and we could start off the season um, on a good note, unlike last year.
0: That is 100 for sure. Laquan, the real deal. I just love saying it. I'm just going to keep saying it. The real <laughs> deal. Tell me what's up. Give me a prediction for this season.
4: Uh, listen, ten, 10 wins are on the table. And I'm, I'm going to be blatant about it because, man, you still have Sean Bay as the head coach. Like, Are we not remembering what happened in 2021. Yeah, they went to the bowl with Matthew Stafford because he has the football IQ to execute this entire playbook. The playbook was open this much with Jared Goff. Now you're telling me Stafford's back healthy. The O-line is getting rebuilt. If the O-line can protect him, there's the sky's the limit. And Cooper Cup, we've seen him bounce back before when he had injuries in 2019. He came back as a top five wide receiver. So it's like the formula is still there. It's just a matter of health. And I really feel as though last season guys just got that, you know, that Super Bowl hangover, not take care of their body in the offseason. Oh, training camp. Oh, we just won a super bowl. Who cares? So we kind of expected some setback, but not like that. That was disgusting. You couldn't watch that. So I'm I'm really optimistic about this this offense. And then a little bit on the defense, yeah, it's young, but you got some guys that can fly around that defense and make big plays like yeah they're young like just because they're young doesn't mean that they can't make the big plays I mean Jalen Ramsey was co-signing you know Kobe Duran and he's sitting there you know just saying that this defense they're in good hands so I really like the co-sign from Jalen Ramsey on the way out so he's hopeful for this defense and you still got Aaron Donald AD 99 man what are we talking about man (laughs)
0: what <laughs> I know, I saw Mike McDaniel's trying to holler him at the UFC. Like, come on, bro, you know, come on, <laughs> come on down, please.
4: I, I don't think he'll retire. Take- he'll retire before he leaves.
0: <laughs> we don't want you chasing Tua. Like that's the main thing, right? No, but absolutely. Look, there is some optimism set for this team. Listen, as you just mentioned, nowhere to go but up from last season. I mean, and it was a lot to do with injuries, though, as you guys mentioned, the offensive line. Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford. I mean, your whole team was going down basically in a, in a big whirlwind. So lopped at least some optimism for at least to be better than you were last season, 100%. All right. Well, listen, we kind of doled things down to start. Well, let's pick it back up with a little bit of fun. I'm going to start. Let's do the teams tonight. Let's go Laquan and Jorge since they're boys from the Scott Fishbowl <laughs> draft. And Alexis and Ryan on the other side. We're going to go mono, emo tonight and fantasy quiz show Rams edition. So I hope you brought your Rams knowledge because I might mm. be p- taking your Rams fan card tonight. <laughs> we'll see. We shall see. Basically, this works, though, like family feud. We're going to I'm going to ask a question. Um, I'll pair you up with someone. You basically shout out the answer. Whoever has the highest will take control for their team. You will go through the questions. If you miss three, you get three strikes. The other team. We'll get a chance to steal. Pretty pretty self-explanatory. Let's get it on. It's time for the Fantasy Quiz Show. There seems to be no sign of intelligence.
6: It's the Fantasy Quiz Show.
0: Uh, Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Justin Jefferson. It's going to be a long
1: game. <laughs>
0: Not gonna be a long game tonight. We got Rams experts in the building. We're gonna try things out. Let's go, Alexis and Laquan to start things out in round one. All right, I'm gonna. This usually is a layup, and so I'm gonna make this one a layup. All right, just to get you guys kind of warmed up. I'm going all time Rams history top five answers on the board. I'm looking for your rush. T D leaders.
6: We uh, just shout it out.
0: Yep, you shout Eric it Dickerson out. Marshall Eric, Eric Dickerson. Dickerson. Oh, sorry, my guy in the back was back. He, I forgot. I, I hit the button too early for you, Justin. Yes, he is on the list, my friend. He is. Where I, I don't even have it pulled up. He is number four all time. He's actually tied with someone. Alexis, I heard you say the same name. So, unfortunately, we're going to go with Laquan. He has won it for his team. Jorge, you are up, my friend. Do you know any of these top Rush TD leaders?
8: No, uh, Marshall Falk.
0: Marshall. He is numero uno on the list. actually tied with someone at numero uno. Um, so, great job there. 58 rush TDs. Laquan, what say you?
4: Uh, Stephen Jackson.
0: Stephen Jackson. That's who's tied with Mr. Dickerson at 56 rush TDs. All right, Jorge, what say you? Uh
8: I'm tw- you know what? Kind of kind of recent uh Todd Gurley Todd Gurley
0: actually tied with Marshall Falk with 58 with number one all time on the Rams list, believe it or not. Well, Laquan, man, listen, if you get number five, I might send you some tickets to Disney. No, (laughs) (laughs) it's got, you're going old school though. So there, there we go. I'm going to give you guys a little hint. Because um, I've didn't, i never heard of this name in my life. Do you know it?
4: <laughs> I, I think I know. Oh, I don't know. If it's before 91, I don't know.
0: All right, Judge.
8: Jorge? Lawrence McCutcheon.
0: Lawrence McCutcheon. <laughs> and we already know Laquan's answer. <laughs> Damn it stop it get some help we'll see if they need some help on the other side there is one answer remaining alexis and ryan now when you get a chance Uh, to steal you guys can talk this out if there's a get a consensus answer and let me know what you want to ride with
7: oh i think Mm. i know i had a guess until you said you've never heard of this person so i've never heard of him but that doesn't mean you haven't You've heard of the one? My guess was gonna be. Uh, okay. <laughs> maybe not as a ram, but you've definitely heard of him. Okay, oh, Alexis, any, uh, any uh, thoughts? I, I don't know. I
6: okay. feel like I have a name, but I don't think it's right, so I don't want to say it.
7: Well, we can go with we can go with your it's, name because I don't have a good guess. Probably you know. the best guess you're gonna get. Yeah, I think
6: it would be like Wendell Tyler.
0: Wendell Tyler. So the yes, name that yes. I have never heard of is Dan Towler at 43 touchdowns at number oh, five. Wow. So if you don't know, now, you yeah. know, for sure. All right, well,
4: jersey printed.
0: Laquan and Jorge are up one zero Jorge and Ryan. Let's go up for round two top five answers on the board. Here is the question. I'm going to stick with this all time theme. But I'm going to go with winning percentages now. And I want to know the teams that you have the best winning percentage against Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. I
8: Jorge. would say New Orleans Saints. The Saints. <laughs>
0: This is the one that trips everybody up, guys. So this is this is why we bring this out. Ryan, back to you, friend.
7: Um, let's go, Atlanta
0: Falcons. The Falcons. <laughs> Twenty-nine teams to go.
8: All right, Jorge, what's <laughs> you say?
5: <laughs> Make the loop. Uh, uh,
8: I'm trying to. Th- uh, I'm trying to think. Gosh, I was convinced it was going to be the Saints. Um... Not the Cowboys, not the not the Vikings. Uh Let's go. Let's go with the Cardinals.
0: The Cardinals. And All
8: right, so
0: now once we get to this point we get into overtime rules since we don't really know what we're doing here so Ryan and, <laughs> and Jorge we're going to go back we're going to go back to you next again but then we'll go back to your teammates if you guys don't know and how this OT works is whoever gets it first if who, the other team will get a chance to get one more higher after they go but it, if they get the number one answer obviously can't go any higher so that's how the OT rule works Ryan we'll go to you what's your next guess
7: all right. Um, let's just go Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles. Yeah. Jorge.
8: Uh. See the the Bears have been pretty bad. Let's for for a bunch of years. Let's go with the Bears.
0: Chicago Bears. Yeah. All right, we've got to get the teammates involved. Alexis, what Six are you down. going to get?
6: I'm going to say the Raiders.
0: The Raiders. Who saved
4: one. me? I'm going to say the Jaguars.
0: The Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Not okay, only is it correct, it is the number one answer mm. on this list. Your team,
5: remember,
0: man. Member winning Smart. percentage was the question. You guys are five and one all-time against the Jags. <clears throat> number two on the list, the Houston Texans. You guys are four oh, and one all-time against the Texans. That's winning Texans, percentage. I was like the Jags number, number three on the list. The Denver Broncos 10 and 5 all time against those Broncos, 667 winning percentage. Number four, the New York Jets 10 and 5. Actually, they're tied with the Broncos, so the same winning percentage. And you stay in New York for number five with the New York Giants. You guys are 28 and 16. All mm-hmm. time against the Giants. All right, listen. These are things you guys, when you guys go hang out with your buddies now, you guys are squared up on. You can be like, yo, I got I got a bet for you. All right, Laquan and Alexis, let's go for round number three. You guys need this now because they are up 2-0 on you, Alexis. So you got to come through for your team. We're going to stay with winning percentage themes, but I want to go on the other end. I want to know the teams you have the worst winning percentage against. 49ers. The 49ers.
4: I said Patriots.
0: Patriots. That's actually a great guess. It's been on almost every other team. So good, definitely educated guess for sure. Alexis, what say you?
6: Oh, no. Um, It's only 30 to go. The Chiefs? The Chiefs!
0: Oh, nice. The Chiefs are on the list. However, they're number five. You're five and eight against the Chiefs all time. Laquan, can you steal it for your team with something higher? I'm
4: going to go with the Packers.
0: The Packers! Alexis, good job. You have won it for your team. Ryan, do you have a guess?
4: Oh, let's see. What the hell?
0: (laughs) Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills. They are on this list at number three, five, and nine, you guys, all time against the Buffalo Bills. All right, Alexis, get back in it.
6: Um I'm gonna say the Vikings
0: the Minnesota Vikings no, bueno Ryan, what say you?
7: Um Miami Dolphins America's team the Miami.
0: They are number one on was this list, was and number one, number one on your list, and number one in That's your true. hearts. You guys are two and twelve all time against America's team, the Miami Dolphins. All right, what do you say, Alexis?
6: The Ravens.
0: The Ravens. This girl is on fire. Three and five at number four on this list. So you guys got two. No, you only have one strike, and you're only missing number two on this list. Ryan, do you know it?
7: Indianapolis Colts. The Colts?
0: Alexis, can you close it out?
6: I'm going to say the Steelers. The
5: Steelers.
0: No bueno. All right, Jorge Laquan, you can talk this out. It's number two all time on this list. Can you guess it?
8: LQ, what do you think of the Cowboys?
4: I I was thinking that. I feel like it's in that division, so I'm with you with the Cowboys. You want to go Cowboys?
8: I say, I right. think so. I, they what? made me cry a lot in the '70s. Cowboys, the other America's
0: team, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Unfortunately, not on the list. On this list, saying. at number two. The Washington Commanders, you guys are right. I I was in that division, 24 man. and one all-time. You're right. You're in that NFC East realm, just not on this list. All right. It's 2-1. Ryan and Alexis are back in this thing. Jorge and Ryan, let's go for round number three – or round number four, excuse me. And this is going to get real difficult here. All right. We're going to go all-time. All-time. Top five answers on the board. We're going to go all-time. I want to know your all-time pass throne td
7: leaders
0: kurt warner kurt warner, TDs. Kurt warner. Oh. not on the list crazy enough hmm. let's go to ryan oh i think it's jorge. Me. yeah oh yeah i'm sorry my bad jorge sorry oh, Jim God, everett. i
8: didn't, I didn't Jim see everett. You
0: jimmy everett I call him Jimmy. Don't call him Chrissy. Jim Everett on the list. Number two. 142 pass-thrown TDs for you guys. All right, Laquan, back to you, my friend. You had another guess.
4: Um, Old time? Ooh. Uh, if it's Kurt Warner not top five. I don't know then.
8: Uh, because he he wasn't there long, no, yeah.
4: (laughs) Mark Bolger,
8: Mark (laughs) Bolger,
4: let's
0: go. Indeed, Mark Bolger, he is number three all time with 122. All right, back to Jorge
8: Roman Gabriel,
0: Roman Gabriel. He's taking it back to the old school because Roman Gabriel numero uno on this list 154. All right, so you got one, two, three, looking for four and five. Laquan, do you know?
7: Uh,
4: Man, we're taking him back before I was born. Um, I don't know, man. Jared Goff. Jared Goff!
0: He doesn't know but he knows so if you don't know <laughs> now you know jared Goff, number five all time with 102 you got jorge you're just missing four can you close it
8: it's not pat hayden so not saying him uh how about how about norm van brocklin norm van brocklin for the switch
0: Great job. Indeed. He is number four on this list with one hundred and eighteen. All right. Well, congratulations, (laughs) guys. Great game. Nonetheless, we appreciate you guys playing. I hope you enjoyed it. Had a little fun anyway. But Laquan and Jorge, you are tonight's winners. So uh, the great thing about our show is that when we have winners, I don't know if it's a great thing, but unfortunately for Alexis and Ryan, listen, we love y'all. We are our new homies. We, We appreciate you being here. But tonight, you're the losers.
4: So you're telling
8: me there's a chance.
0: Great game all the way around. We love you guys. Appreciate you coming. So, like I said, this is the time I'm going to get you guys to plug where you're from and all that. We're going to take a quick break after this. If you want to dip out, please do. But if you'd like to stick around, we like you to come around. We're going to do our Fantasy Focus next. The Real Deal. Let's go to you first. Let everyone know where they can follow, subscribe, get all your great content.
4: Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me at the same Real Deal Fantasy on Instagram as well and on YouTube.
0: Beautiful. Love it. Alexis, where can we follow? Subscribe, get all your great content.
6: I am um, mostly on Twitter at the Alexis craft. Um, and then I also my podcast downtown Rams that I do with my co-host Jake, we post that on YouTube. So if you just search downtown Rams on YouTube, you can find us there.
0: Love it. All right. Jorge, how about you, my friend? Where can we follow? Subscribe, get all your great content.
8: Yeah, Twitter is the, the main place to find me, uh, at JorgeMartin17. Also got a YouTube page, FamiliaFFB. That's my podcast, a little fantasy football with a little Latin flavor. Uh, finishing up a uh, NFL Insider Series. Actually, the Rams still got to come on. We got Jordan Rodríguez coming on next week when she gets back from vacation.
0: Love it. Well, listen, all you Rams fans, go check out all this great stuff. Ryan, let's get to you. Where can we follow? Subscribe, get all your great content.
7: No one's uh, plugging threads yet, huh? That hasn't been big enough yet. <laughs> well, it's, it's I won't start. We,
0: we wait a little bit first. I won't,
7: I won't start either. Uh, Twitter, at Ryan Dyer, to LAFB. Our, our website is LAFBnetwork.com, where we cover all four LA teams. We're on YouTube, LAFBnetwork, and, and everywhere else. So, uh, but yeah, this has been fun. Thanks for having me on.
0: No, thank you so much. And please stick around if you guys can. We are going to still dig into these Rams. We'll get a little bit on the fantasy side. So, we're going to take a quick break. We get back, we'll get the fantasy focus on the L.A. Rams. Fantasy Sports Corp and Underdog Fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with best ball. What is best ball? It's quite simply the easiest way to win. No team management, no trades, no waivers. It's their biggest contest ever, and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit <laughs> and win. You don't even have to set your lineup. Always get your best score every week. Just enter a contest, draft your team, and Underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money, up to $100 using our exclusive promo code? Go online now and use the promo code TSS to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them Gingerbread sent Good girl. Mmm, now it's a party. Let's make it all for the fantasy focus. Yeah, you know the host is from Miami with those graphics. Oh, let's welcome in Fred the Jester Reyes, who is a little late sub. Welcome in, my friend.
1: Yeah, let's go talk about these damn Rams. Let's go. Yeah, it
0: doesn't come off the same when you're late, bro. The yeah bro, is only good bro, when the yeah, when the when the true. intro's over. Then you yeah, come that's out that's with the same. yeah. It doesn't work now. Bro. Florida it's are killing
1: our internet, man. <laughs> I, I
0: don't know. Understand. I know. I'm still on my phone Wi-Fi. Supposedly, it's going to be fixed tomorrow. It's so ridiculous out here. All right, so anyway, let's get it on. Let's talk about these RAMs. Matt Stafford. Now, I got him ranked 17, but I'll be honest. After sitting here and listening to Jorge, I'm like, damn, he's so right. Um, that makes perfect sense. So, my, all my little analysis that I have about him being older and I don't really know and this. Man, Jorge, you really hit it on the head. Because I was talking about a few teams um, already in our summer tour that the defense was bad. So, it makes sense for them to be good. Matt Stafford's already good and he's got weapons. Man, you like totally in mid-show. Have changed my focus a little bit, and a great steal, by the way, as I mentioned earlier, for Matt Stafford. We got a lot of people in, so I'm not going to bore everyone with my crap. Let's go to Fred, since you just came in. What do you think about Matt Stafford?
1: I got him ranked. Um, I got him ranked 19th. I think he's gonna I think there's gonna be a fall off this year. I don't believe the Rams are gonna be very good. I know we have a lot of Rams fans. I just don't see it happening. I know the division is, is 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 a little bit weaker, but I could I could definitely name off eighteen quarterbacks better than Matthew Stafford. Um so yeah, like I said, he's a little bit older. I'm sorry, he doesn't move like he used to. And I and after that five and twelve season, I don't think he gets any better than this.
0: I'm sure our Rams um, guests are looking at the guy with the orange shirt and the mallet and they're looking <laughs> at the paper like, mm, okay, bro. Um,
3: you know, Mr. Just Mr.
0: <laughs> say you, Nick. Let me know about Stafford. What you think about him?
3: Uh, I have him ranked at 19th, and that's only because right now, shades back on. Put the shades back on. <laughs> no, I've actually I felt ridiculous we when I'm indoors with the worried not, about it. <laughs> I am proud to say I am not that guy. So um no, I have him ranked 19th just because of the fact that right now he's being held together by duct tape and staples, and and from the and from the season that, that he had last year, I'm not saying he can't improve, but as of right now, I have him 19th. Uh, when he comes in and he performs better, obviously I'm going to move move him up. But you know, as my wife always says, perception of perception is reality, and until reality has changed so until i see an improvement uh i have to leave him at 19th i'm not saying that that that's his that that's his ceiling that's his floor so hold on let me get a pen that.
0: let me get a pen real quick though because nick nick let me write this down nick just brought a wife quote into the show all right justin <laughs> go ahead, us say you
3: you don't want to hear the other ones <laughs>
2: uh i i just love how nick ditches the gimmick right when it gets to the interesting part when he, he can talk a lot and stuff like that that's when he's like no i'm gonna go back to the regular glasses. i can't
3: take myself seriously wearing, wearing the sunglasses in, indoors <laughs> all so right just cares
2: about nick's glasses let's go
3: <laughs> obviously <No>. justin does <laughs> yeah yeah
2: obviously i thought it was a good look for you nick um Anyway, so I'm going to go with 23, and everybody's going to look at me like, well, you're just a hater. Yeah, but guess what, guys? He had a spinal cord injury last year, and he had a concussion problem. I don't like that. He's already one of those guys that has taken a beating his entire career. He's played with elbow issues. He's played with hand issues. He's tough. He's durable. But just like any great fighter who's tough and durable, there's that one breaking point where it's just never the same anymore. I think he's kind of hit that point. Not to say he's not going to be a good quarterback when he's on the field. I'm just saying I don't know if he's going to stay on the field the entire season. So I think 23 is an appropriate spot for him. So it
0: seems like before we get to our the real deal, it sounds like all what you guys are saying is like not really good for redrafts, but maybe somebody you want to invest in for best balls. is what I'm hearing from you guys. Because this guy could he could be money early. Um, but then, as you're saying, maybe those injury bugs hit and we'll see. But Laquan, what say you, my friend? Where do you got Matt Stafford?
4: Listen, I got Matthew Stafford in the 15-16 range like everybody else, but the the upside is just beautiful if you're going to wait on a quarterback, because you got to understand with Sean McVay, man, he's going to adjust and we might see a little bit of 2017-2018 Sean McVay with Mike LaFleur at OC, and Mike LaFleur loves to get his running backs involved. we all fell in love with with a bad old line, by the way, was the 2017-2018 Rams with check down and I'm going to No, this offense is going to be completely different from what we saw last year and probably years before, even though we won a Super Bowl. So I think the the job and objective is to keep Matthew Stafford upright because the guy was was sacked like every single play last year because of the O-line was broken. And 59 sacks the Rams came up last year. That was third most in the NFL. And that's the most sacks ever given up under Sean McVay. So it's just kind of like, what do you expect from a guy who's already, we know who's tough, going into training camp, hurt, so it's like you got all these factors, and I'm not going to even play it into this season. Because, again, you nail on the head, Justin, Matthew Stafford is tough. He's going to play through injury, and that's exactly what we saw last season. I mean, remember 2010, he got injured and came back the next season and got comeback player of the year. So I believe in that Matthew Stafford's still in that body.
2: Hey, look Laquan, like Laquan, Joe is calling He's saying cry me a river. About that. Joe Burrow? <laughs> Joe Burrow got
4: to worry about Patrick Mahomes. He got to win a Super Bowl, too.
2: You got enough to worry about. I
0: hear you, Alexis. What say you? What do you? Where do you? Where do you think Matt Stafford ends up this year? Is it somebody you're looking to draft?
6: I think he's probably not someone that you want to draft as your starting fantasy quarterback, but he is definitely worth, I think, a mid to late round um, pickup because there is that really high upside. Where once the season starts going, if the offensive line is protecting him, I think he's going to have a really good season, and if you're lucky enough to have him on your roster he could move in that starting quarterback spot, but I obviously understand that the odds are probably not in his favor in terms of being a super productive fantasy quarterback. So I won't advise drafting him that high as a quarterback, but I definitely think people should be picking him up in later rounds.
0: The odds are forever not in his favor. All right, Ryan, what say you?
7: Yeah. Kind of on the same thing. Like, you know, if we're talking purely NFL ranking quarterback rankings, I have Stafford much higher, but we're talking fantasy obviously. And, and I think, like what everyone said with the concern last year, what is going to happen this year, but I think more so just the offense is going to shift a little bit. McVay is going to go back to that kind of zone-style running scheme that's going to take the pressure off Stafford. You know, when Stafford came in that Super Bowl run, it was like the shiny new toy and he just wanted to yeah, sling it everywhere and room. show off his arm, open it up, have fun. Exactly. And, and last year, obviously, he couldn't do that because of the offensive line and injuries and you lose Cooper cup and Allen Robinson never meshed with the, with the team. So I think this year they're going to get back to that. Hey, we have a stable running backs. We got cam Akers. We drafted Kyron Williams drafted a great kid out of Ole miss this, this draft. Let's use those running backs. Let's let Matthew Stafford kind of game manage. And if we have to in crunch time, then he can unleash it. So all that being said, fantasy wise, I think he's a much lower, you know, in that 18, 19 range, but in purely just, Looking at a good quarterback going into the season, I think he's much higher than that. But fantasy-wise, I think everyone's kind of right on the right path.
0: Jorge, where do you have him, my friend?
8: Uh, you know what? He's number 21 on underdog drafts right now, and uh, I think that's too low. I think he should be 17, 18 thereabouts. Uh, I look at him. He's my he's my, one of my favorite targets for super flex leagues where I'm grabbing a second quarterback um, or just like a backup quarterback and – uh, and I'm tar- I'm definitely targeting an underdog because it's, it's he's only a year removed from a forty eight hundred yard and forty one touchdown season. And he's still got Cooper Cup who could st- who is going to command one hundred and seventy to one hundred and eighty targets. And he's going to he's going to have a big year by himself. So uh, I, I'm still I'm and the fact that he's going to be in shootouts because, like I mentioned, we because the defense is not going to be particularly good.
0: Yeah, indeed. That's the biggest point you made um, earlier in the show was on that. And like I said, it kind of, you know, I have him 19th, but like, you know, I'm hearing what you guys are saying. He's really more a best ball target, um, or like you said, in those super flex leagues um, as well, right now, as far as getting him on your roster, or again, put him on your bench. Who knows when you may need him and come in to save the day or a good matchup, too. Let's go to the running game. Cam Akers, right now, I got him ranked 21st. I'll be quite frank with you. When I saw Cam Akers in that Super Bowl game, mad impressed to come back from that Achilles injury and to come back with speed. Like he didn't come back and it was kind of, I was impressed with his speed on the field. Um, so last year, again, a little bit of a dis- disappointment um, thought he'd be a little bit better from, you know, going back from that Super Bowl performance. So very excited to see him just not really all that impressed with Cam acres. But again, back into this offense, you know, what, what are they going to do to get um to, Get time for Matt Stafford. They're going to try to run this football at least a little bit. Try to leave some of that pressure off of Stafford getting hit so much. So I like Cam Akers this year. They he'll be used, utilized, and get like I said, the pressure off of Stafford. Maybe some dump offs too, PPR wise. So I like him a lot. You guys were talking about Kyrene Williams as well. Sony Michelle's there as a as a uh, handcuff as well. Uh, but Cam Akers, twenty one for me by RB two range. Nick, what say you?
3: Uh, yeah, I want you to keep in mind uh, the number thirty-one. Uh, I'm going to use it now, and I'm going to use, use it later on in the show. The number thirty-one is the is what the Rams' projected offensive line rank is going to be this season. So, uh, we just talked about Matthew Stafford coming back from from injury. If you're behind the thirty-first ranked offensive line, it's going to be a long season. Uh, and what do superstars do as, as they get older? They don't want to get hit as much. So we're going to see a lot lot of three-step drops, fire off the ta- tackle's butt, run a lot of slants. Um, so it's going to close the running lanes and the opportunities for Cam Akers, especially when we had just said that they're projected to have a 31st-ranked defense as well. There's a second time I just used 31. Uh, they're going to be in shootouts, which is going to be a negative game script for Akers. So he's going to be used more as a receiver, and if they even sniff the two or the one yard line, he might get over the hump. But uh, it's going to be tough when when you got an offensive line that that is that bad and a defense that is that bad. It's going to be a lot of negative game game script. Um, you're going to find him maybe down in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth round, and and he might be a steal, but I wouldn't draft him as your primary back. No.
2: All right, Justin, what say you? Hold on one second. All right, sorry. I got him at 20. Um, it, it's a lot of it's because of just the offense itself. I mean, it's predicated on zone uh, blocking and getting him into open field. I don't think he's going to be a pass catcher. I mean, this guy's never had 20 catches or 20 targets. I'm sorry. He's never had 20 targets in a season. And this team doesn't really focus on they're running back as a pet sketcher. I mean, Darrell Henderson had the most targets in the past, like three years and was like 40. So that's not really something you want to bank, you know, him being the next, you know, Austin Eckler off of. Uh, So, you know, when it comes down to it, the organization's had its problems with Cam Akers in the past. He was a day two pick if I'm correct, round three. And, you know, at this point, It could be – they could have just drafted the next guy, Zach Evans. You know, he could be out the door after this season if they really wanted to. I mean, I think this is a contract year for him. So the way I look at it, he's had injuries in the past. And Sean McVay is kind of like Kyle Shanahan in the sense that it's next man up always for them. They're always thinking about who can replace this guy. So I won't put a lot of stock in Cam Akers. I'll just say if you're going to draft him, draft him in the right round. Because there will be volume there. It's just probably something you don't want to do for Dynasty, just like a redraft best ball situation.
1: Like it. Uh, Fred, what say you? Man, you know, I kind of feel bad because it seems like we're just dumping on the Rams. Uh, it's, it, I worry, feel it like because, because I'm a Jets fan, so I felt it for many years. But uh, I kind of agree with Nick. It. I mean, <laughs> Akers, I got him at 22. Kind of agree with Jason. Um, Kyron Williams, mid-30s. I mean, there's a good chance. I mean, this might be a very bad offense, especially the first five games of the season. Looking at their schedule, it ain't pretty at all. I mean, without an offensive line, and to go look at their 49ers, them Eagles, like, I mean, Seahawks, like, man, we might be in trouble. Uh, well, let me not say me. Y'all might be in trouble. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I, that's why I got them. I don't, I, I would not pick any running back, especially uh, at all. But and, and,
0: not even. I'm not picking none of them. That's it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Hey, no way, no how. Jorge, what's the use for
8: you, friend? Cam Akers, uh, also 21 off of uh, Underdog. I, you know, he's, he's kind of a guy that I've been targeting if I've taken a uh, hero RB approach where I grab the anchor early on and then mm-hmm. it's coming to me later and I've already filled up my wide receivers a little bit. Akers is one of those guys that I'm looking for, you know, where, you know, where he's going there with Miles Sanders and Damian Pierce. Uh, I don't, I don't mind that because I do think that, that uh, McVeigh at his heart wants to run the ball. And I think he, they're going to run Akers until he's, until he's, you know, into the ground. And then maybe they'll go to Zach Evans or Sony Michelle or one of those guys. All right, I like it. Ryan,
0: what say you? You like Sony this year?
7: Uh, no, I mean, I, I like uh, Freddie, I'm staying far away from any Rams running back, period. Um, I might have Cam even lower than everyone. I might have him in the high 20s. Um, personally, we'll know more at training camp. I'm excited to be down in Irvine to kind of see how it unfolds, but I wouldn't be shocked if he gets overtaken by one of the young guys early in the year and isn't even getting the starting reps early on. It could could change, but we saw that happen last year. If Kyron Williams didn't get injured in – in OTAs we could have seen him have a much higher impact early on for the Rams so um I think there'll be a, a heavy run team at, at some point but it's going to be a big committee and so for that reason I would I, I don't know if I draft a single Rams or if I am it's in those you know 15 16 rounds when everyone else is taking kickers and you take a flyer on one of the Rams running backs Alexis what do you say? <laughs>
6: I'm probably going to steer clear of Rams running backs, unless it's later rounds, you have a longer draft, and you just take a chance. Um, I think it's, you know, Akers would be a good depth pick. I don't think he's obviously going to be a top running back for fantasy purposes. Um, I- I'm a little bit nervous, just because of that offensive line problem that the Rams have had. I do think they'll be better, but there is that skepticism there, so...
4: I like it, Laquan. What say you? I'm against everything that was said the last five six minutes. <laughs> to be honest, because it's crazy. I mean, you you, you got to look at the offseason moves. It tells you and indicates everything that's going to happen. I mean, you bring in Mike LaFleur. I've said it before. I brought up his name. He's the offensive coordinator. I mean, a running back under him with his with his uh touch on the offense, they have an average. The running back even have an average less than seven targets a game. So the running backs are going to be involved in the past games for one. Two, I went back to say that staffer's going to have to stay upright and stay healthy. So it's going to be a lot of checkdowns. That could be a Kyron Williams. That could be, you know, Cam Makers. Sony Michelle is solely there so we could punch it into the goal line. I believe he's a great pass blocker. He's better than Cam Makers, even though Cam Makers improved in the pass blocking last season. But let's not forget that Cam Makers' beef was with the coaching staff. He had a problem with the running back coach. And if you watch that Seattle game, that was the running backs coach last game, and Acres was happy. And from week 13 to the end of the season, let's hope he keeps this momentum going into the season. He was top five in rushing touchdowns, carries, and he was top five in rushing yards. So it's it's right there. And did you get the report that Sean McVay, he's 100% in on Cam Akers this year. Again, he's going to be a focal point in of the offense because you have Mike LaFleur that just had Brees Hall average like damn there eight targets a game. And Brees Hall was getting it done with a semi-mid-tier O line. So we have to understand Akers was top five from week 13 into the season with a broken O-line with guys that were just working at shot right or working at Kmart. You know what I mean? So I'm not hearing any of this noise, man. I'm all in on this offense, and I believe in Shawl Bay no matter what.
0: I hear you. So, listen, I think what we're hearing right now is, like, some of these Matt Stafford, Cam Akers, they might be one of those late-round steals for a yeah. lot of fantasy owners right now, um, you know, because people are sleeping on them. Like Laquan saying, you hear everyone right now, and Laquan's like, no, I got it. So, you know, hey, that, that could be your guy. But let's talk about someone that's not under the radar. Cooper Cup coming back. I got him at number seven. I mean, and why the hell not? Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup. I don't need to go into big analytics about it. Cooper Cup's the man. They're, as we talked about earlier, they're going to have to throw this football to keep in games. Fred, you just talked about the schedule. They're definitely going to have to keep up with the Eagles. They're definitely going to keep up with these teams. So who's the guy you're throwing it to? As we talked about earlier, Cooper Cup, why not? One of the best in the league, still still one of the best. The The question, real question is, is there anyone else worth – taking here van jefferson skwernick is there anybody else that's what i kind of want to kick around to you guys because we could talk about cooper cup all day unless you have a take that you don't think he's going to do good other than that tell me one of these other guys you think is going to do good on this team justin i'll start
2: with you uh hold on let's go with that um, <laughs> Pukanaku. Pukanaku. remember that name i remember i was Thank watching you, tape on jaron hall and I was doing an article for it, and I remember thinking to myself, who the fuck is this BYU wide receiver who's making all these damn plays? And I looked him up, and his name was Puka Naku. I said, like, that's such a cool name. And I looked him up, and I looked up that he was in the draft. So I was like, what? This guy is a speedster. He's really good with end i I like to think of him as kind of like a, uh, a downgraded version of Christian Watson. And if he can have – Anywhere near the success that Christian Watson had in his rookie year, then he's definitely gonna be a value at where he's being drafted right now. Go out and see if you can steal Puka Naku in the
1: last round of your drafts.
0: No, oh, I, I can't forget that name. That's all I got to say. Fred, what say you? <laughs>
1: um I, I will take a flyer on Van Jefferson. I've had him a couple of seasons ago. Uh, he did okay for me. I, he was he came really came up really big during my bye weeks. Um that's when they were rocking and rolling. He had a uh, uh, 800 yards, uh, 50 receptions, and he caught a bunch of touchdowns. So yeah, I would take a flyer on Van Jefferson, maybe middle round, maybe 11, 12, 13, and uh, stand it up or uh, uh, flex lead. But um, uh, yeah, that, that he's he's the main one. I think you'll get more uh, touches than Puku over there, Puku. Brad,
0: dog, 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 dog. All right, let's go, Nick. Let's say you, friend. Uh, who do you like other than Coop?
3: All right. Well, first I have uh, Cooper Cup number six overall, and I have number number one at the uh, wide receiver position PPR. Um, uh, I like Jefferson. I had him uh, a couple years ago, um, and he actually helped win me a playoff game. Um, But I like Demarcus Robinson. He's he's another guy that's 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 neck and neck with uh, Van Jefferson, another Florida Gator. Uh, he, he could take, take the step up and, and a guy that, um, that you want to get on, on DFS that flew under the radar but really helped out the team was, was Ben Skoranek. Uh, he's, he's a DFS guy, uh, but strictly as far as everyone else, it's, it's either Cooper Cup or nobody uh on this on on this receiving court because they're not gonna give you they're not gonna they they may peak a game or two but they don't have anything sustainable uh other than Cooper Cup.
0: Ryan, we'll get you in first on this one. What say you? Is there somebody a little darling out there that you like other than a Coop?
7: Yeah no I, I agree actually just exactly what was just said. Um I think Demarcus Robinson could could surprise people. We saw him have some good games with KC. Um you know, Van has flashed really, really good early in his career, but he just hasn't had that consistent. Like, you'll see some some great deep ball threat from him, and then you'll have games where he has maybe one or two catches, period, for like two or three weeks' stretches. Obviously, this was back when they had a lot more talent around them. You know, OBJ was there. They had uh, Robert Woods early on before he got injured. So, this year might be different just because there's no one really outside of um, Cooper Cup. But I think that's why Demarcus Robinson has, has established himself at least more in the league to have more of kind of a possession type role, whereas Van's kind of your boomer bust. And uh, echoing Justin, I think Puka Nakua is going to really surprise people. I love that kind of John McVay loves jet sweeps, end rounds, all this. And why would he keep putting Cooper's Cup in harm's way on those end rounds when he can now have a guy like Puka Nakua do that um, like he's done with Robert Woods, like he's done with Cooper Cup, but now he doesn't have to put his star in harm's way. So I'm not saying he's necessarily draftable, but definitely a, a flyer, you know, right after the draft as a as a free agency ad or just in those those final rounds. It could be fun to see uh, how he comes out. But outside of Cooper Cup, you're kind of you're really feast or famine with most of the guys.
0: So you're saying coop and poop. I mean, you gotta love that little <laughs> rhyme, right? All right, Maybe let's sure. go. Alexis, What say you.
6: Um, I think after Cooper cup, I like van Jefferson a little bit. I think it's going to be a big season for him. He's going to have a much bigger role. Uh, I think than in previous seasons, just based on the wide receiver room, um, so we'll see. I, I don't know in terms of fantasy that he's gonna be like a rock solid guy, but I mean he's definitely someone that I would draft in later rounds. Um, but i d I'm excited for to see what he does this season because I do think he's gonna have a better season this season than he has in the past few.
0: Yeah, Van Jefferson seeing a little darling going around Laquan, what say you though?
4: Uh yeah, he's one of those guys you target in the mid to late rounds. I mean, not mid, but late rounds. I really feel as though uh Van Jefferson, this could be a breakout year for him and the thing that just sits in the back of my mind is like get my expectations right is he needs to stay healthy and that's, that's the number one thing. And, you know, he came in banged up last season, you know, he couldn't really catch a groove and really get into routine. So, you know, I'm hoping this season, this whole off season, that he stays healthy, no surgeries, no random, you know, ankle rolls and stuff like that in training camp. And, you know, if he takes care of his body, this could be a good year for him. I like it. Jorge, what say you?
8: Uh, I'm going to go off the board. Tyler Higby is is uh target that i've been getting guy got over 100 targets last year i think he's going to be the number two target on this offense behind cooper cup uh i like van jefferson but I'm, I'm just i'm a little worried that the injuries especially leg injuries might be catching up to him and i think they might laugh you know might sap some of his yeah. burst that makes it makes him a difference maker made him you know made him a deep threat so uh but yeah Higby, I think he's going to get a lot. I mean, just like with Cooper Cup, he's going to get uh, Higby's going to get a lot of short targets. And, um, you know, he's he's going to be a guy that gets, you know, targeted early and often uh, because of the fact that they're that Stafford's going to throw a lot of short shots to uh, to him and Cooper Cup.
0: Listen, somebody paid Jorge tonight because he knows how to segue like a smooth brother indeed. Let's get onto that tight end position. And you know what? Let's put in the defense in because honestly, you know, 24th last year, I ain't looking good this year. Ain't nobody drafting this Rams D. I don't even care what matchup unless you got to prove something to do something for me. Let's go to Tyler Higby then because we can skip right around that. As Jorge said. Could be the number two guy on this team as this thing shakes out. Right now, I have him 14th. Doesn't mean mean he can move up in this shaky tight end field as it is, but that's where I ha- currently have him now. I think he will do better this year with a re, uh, I guess, resurgence of Matt Stafford um, if he can obviously remain healthy and on the field. Um, so yeah, I like Tyler Higby. He's somebody I definitely would draft if doing my normal drafts where I draft tight ends late. Um, and just wait, wait, wait until the end to really, it's like, okay, let me pick up some guys I can stream. Alright, let's go to Fred first,
1: what say you? I got him about 12, you know, after the after the first top three or four tight ends drop off, and, and not to take nothing, he does get a lot of targets, he does get many receptions, they're not a lot of yards, and he doesn't get touchdowns, so and and, and that was my biggest concern with him, so, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a high drafter of tight ends, if Jason can, uh, the, the, you can attest. Um, I, I, so I, I'm not gonna draft him. Hey, more power to him. I got him about 12. And I once again he's gonna get targets. Can he get into that end zone? That's my biggest, my biggest worry.
0: I'm glad you brought that up, Fred. Um, just so everyone who's listening and watching, as you can progress in our show this year, when we bring up our starters of the week, just know that every <laughs> week Fred Starter at tie-in is Travis Kelsey. Ooh, big <laughs> stuff there. Nick, what say you?
3: Shocking, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, Tyler Higby, like I said, he's, he's one of those guys right now. I have him at 13, right in between, uh, Dulcich and, uh, Kwonko. He's, he's just a dude. I mean, he doesn't do anything special, but, but when you need him, he's, he's there. He's only had three touchdowns la- last year. Uh, and a lot of times it, it's a goose egg in there. He gets it maybe 15, 46, 70 yards. I mean, if you need, if if you need five points, he'll get you five. If you if you need eight points, he'll he'll get you five. So again, um, just keep when you draft, draft him. Don't expect mountain peaks. Speak middle of the valley. Middle of the valley with him. I, I wish
0: you know it was. I just wish we were popular <laughs> enough that Tyler Higby could hear you call
2: him just a dude.
0: Just what do you say? <laughs> well.
2: We're still waiting back from the guy from Dallas to see if Jake Ferguson got our message, but uh, we'll see if we can find somebody in the Rams building to get the message from, uh, from Flanders over there. Uh, I agree a thousand percent with what Freddie and Nick said. You have to have a special type of format for Tyler Higbee to somebody be somebody you want to draft like really at all. I mean, this is a guy who has never hit more than five touchdowns in a season He's never had more than 750 yards in a season. Uh, let's face it, like, he had his best year last year as far as targets go, and he still really didn't have that much of an impressive year. We're kind of – this whole Tyler Higby thing started with his three-touchdown game like two years ago. Against Philly. And ever since, it's exploded to a bigger phenomenon than when Chase Claypool did four touchdowns. He, Against Philly. Crazy here, you know? Anytime there's, a, there's
3: a record – broken it's always against a philadelphia team it's ridiculous
2: (laughs) except when uh gabriel davis did four touchdowns against the the kansas city chiefs um but yeah other than that i mean this is a guy that you would want to get in the scott fishbowl because you know he's going to get targeted a lot and receptions go for like a bunch there and uh for tight ends it goes i think it's two points for it for per reception so you'd want this type of guy in there because 70 receptions means 140 points guaranteed right there That's what he had last year. I think he's going to be targeted this year. I just don't want to put my investment into him being the big play guy because he still has not shown it. And this is like year seven in his career, seven or eight. Jorge,
0: you want to expand on what you had talked about earlier with Tyler? Because I know you already kind of got into it with him.
8: Yeah, I kind of got into it with him. I I just want to reiterate, I think he's going to be the number two target in this offense. I think he's going to – I mean, it's not going to be sexy. It's not going to be tra- anything close to Travis Kelsey, but I think we could be looking at a top 10 tight end for fantasy. And we're always d- digging for a top, for any kind of any, anyone who's going to get volume on, on a tight end.
0: Absolutely. I love it. Laquan, what say you, you like Tyler Higby this year?
4: Uh, no, I'm actually a never draft Tyler Higby guy, to be honest, oh. even though I'm a huge <laughs> Rams fan, but uh, I got to be real. I, there's no point in drafting him because Sean McVay doesn't, have a hyper-focus on tight ends in any offensive in any way possible. And like you said, it's just that 2019 season, the last five games, you got to realize Brandon Cooks was hurt. Cooper Cup was hurt. Todd Gurley was broken. Josh Reynolds was underdeveloped. So who else are you going to throw the ball to with a Jared Goff when the playbook is open this much? You go to the tight end. So that's kind of what sparked this whole Tyler Higbee top five, top – it's not ever going to happen and and it's okay. I kind of wish we kept Gerald Everett instead, but we didn't. So there's my take.
8: <laughs> I
0: like it. Alexis, Alexis nice what's that? You?
6: you know, I somehow always end up with him on my fantasy teams. So I'd be kind of a hypocrite to say, don't draft him because I always do. I mean, I think he, he'd be like a solid backup, you know, tight end choice. Um, I do think that he is going to see a lot of targets this year. Um I don't love him for fantasy. I don't hate him, but I, I have to admit he is always on my team. So,
0: so you and could call him old, old reliable for you. We had a nice take on Hunter Henry being yeah. an old reliable, right, gentlemen? All right, let's go to Ryan. What say you, friend? Give me your take on Tyler Higby.
7: Yeah, it's, so I might be a little higher on it than, than the rest of you guys here, but I, I, mean, I think the tight end position is so top-heavy that everyone wants that. But last year, with how abysmal the Rams' offense was, he was tight in nine, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, if you get a top ten tight end, yeah, it's not consistent. But unless you're getting Kelsey Kittle or those top, or Mark Andrews, like, what do you expect? So, I think he's a guy that after those top three or five guys are gone, then he's a, he's a valid choice. And as Jorge keeps saying, where else is Matthew Stafford going to go in this offense? There is no OBJ, there is no Allen Robinson, there is no Robert Woods. You got Cooper Cup. Van Jefferson, then a bunch of, like, who's making this roster and who's making a difference outside of checkdowns. So I think Higby, again, I'm not putting my hat on averaging double digits every single week, but I think when you look at after the top five guys, I think he can definitely be a top ten tight end again this year.
3: There never was an Allen Robinson. (laughs) I like yes. it.
7: Nick, Nick <laughs> on, paper, on, paper, it on paper, on paper.
2: They paid him like they wanted him. <laughs> yes, <Which Sure> did. <laughs> Well, listen,
0: we appreciate you guys coming in. Listen, good luck to you this season and your L.A. Rams. We'll be pulling for you. We hope it goes well. And obviously, good luck with your fantasy rosters as well. We appreciate you guys for tuning in tonight. Check us out tomorrow. We'll be doing the Seattle Seahawks. So that'll be lots of fun indeed. Justin's just jumping at the bit because Friday we finally get to his Niners. So that'll be a lot of fun indeed. All right. Well, we appreciate all of you for tuning in. Thank you once again to our guests and we are out.